Welcome to the Less Is Made podcast. For many ages, it has been said that the most important thing in a young woman's life is when she becomes pregnant. Now, at the time of conception, and nine months when the new human is brought into the world, the young woman takes care of her body and exercises regularly, watches what she eats, Make sure she does everything in her power to keep the new human growing inside her safe and sound until it is ready to come into the world. And when the baby is brought into the world, the mom is just embracing her new child with love and affection for the rest of his life and everything is just going to be great. But there is a dark undertone throughout this whole process after the baby is born called postpartum depression and in the age of mental health awareness it is not something that is really talked about and today's guest she will tell her own story of dealing with it and just wants to bring it into the forefront as it is something that is not talked about today so I hope you enjoy our conversation. I'm doing a Lessons Made podcast, and a good friend of mine brought up a topic that I know a little bit about, but she would be the expert in it, and I would love to introduce you to my guest. Hey, hey, I'm Ashley Nicoletta. I wanted to talk a little bit about postpartum depression, because it's not not talked about enough, Um, and a lot of people don't even realize that it's there, so... um, you know, it's one of these things that, that um, you know, they tell you, you know, the miracle of birth and how wonderful it is. And, and you get this little prize at the end. And, you know, it, it's, it's a beautiful experience. I'm not saying it's not. But there's also a lot of pain involved. And there's a lot of discomfort. And there's a lot of, you know, you're, you're literally growing a human. And you, ha- you share the hormones of this human for nine months and you you become connected with it you know your hormones share your your emotions your your food every you're you're literally the life source of this little baby so when when you give birth and and you know you have this newborn a lot of people don't talk about the fact that afterwards you are now removing this life form that has all of these emotions and it's removing your serotonin as well because it's taking half of whatever you have and, and it needs that to function. So, you know, at the end of the day, they, there's not enough talk about how after a baby is born that, that, you know, you get sad and you might not connect with your child right away. This is a beautiful thing, but you know, just because it was inside you doesn't mean you know it yet. And and the miracle of a newborn and it's the happiest time of your life, but really it's the most exhausting time of your life <laughs> because, now, <laughs> you know, many reasons. <laughs> now, I got a quite um, so I, I don't know a lot of, I've heard of postpartum depression and it's something to do with whatever, but do you know the science behind it? I, I'm only asking you because you are a mother and probably know more uh, about this or how it feels, but what is the like? What scientifically is the cause of this? 
Yeah, so let me just put it out there. I am not a doctor or a medical professional, and I've never been trained in any of that. So anything that I say is, is strictly hearsay. And if anybody's listening, you should consult your medical professional for whatever reason. If, I can tell I, I, I can tell you that it's basically like the separation of like the hormones coming apart from from you. You're giving them to this life form. You're you're losing your serotonin, which essentially makes you happy. And and you know, you you're exhausted and you know, you start you start having delirious thoughts and and it just it kind of spirals and you know, everybody is super excited for you and they want to see the baby and you know, also, like, you don't want to be seen because you just you literally just lost a human. So <laughs> you, you're you're spent, your body's spent, you're you're not showering regularly. The, all of these things affect your mood. Like you get up every day and you have a routine. Well, when you have a newborn, you, <laughs> you don't have a routine. Your routine is to feed it every two hours and keep the little thing alive. That's your job. <laughs> no. So... You lose who you are in the beginning, and I think that's a, a powerful thing that that it, a lot of new mamas need to be reminded of, that they're not, they haven't lost who they are, they're not, they haven't lost their worth, they just, they're exhausted and they're tired, and now they're responsible for a whole other life. Now, you said that you're losing a child from you, but aren't you giving birth to it? So how are you losing the child? Right, because like your body's been this support system for this child, and now no, you're no longer supporting something, like physically. Oh, okay. So you meant like when the when the baby is in your womb, and your body is basically its whole environment, and it's being taken out. So it's like a shock to the to your hormone, to your bio, uh, your biological. Yeah, your nervous system, your your circulatory system, everything. I mean, they have they have the the placenta, which is essentially their life form. I mean, it is the umbilical cord, but the placenta is what what is like helping to keep them alive and and supports their life. So when you give birth, that is also removed. Now, I, I do know what the placenta and there there's talk that it's a very nutritious and has a lot of protein. And I know some people use it and, and like kind of eat it or something. I know it's a side note, but I hear there's a lot of uh, there's just like a lot of nutrients and stuff in it. And some people, in some cultures, they kind of look at it as like kind of delicacy. So, so yeah, I mean, in, in in Western medicine, which is where we live, uh, they consider it to be like a vitamin or like. You know, you know, women can take certain things, um, HGC, human growth hormone, um, or, you know, all these other things that, that can help to, you know, boost your body. And when you lose this child from your body, I, I shouldn't say lose from your body, but when, you know, you give birth and you're separated, you're, you're no longer sharing all of these hormones. So you can supplement them. Although there, we did look into it and we did consider um, you know, having our placenta sent off and, and, you know, capsulated, basically, they, they basically dehydrate it and powderize it. And then they put it in little gel caps that you can take. So it's not like you're taking like a shot of your own body fluids. But, um, you know, there's no proven scientific evidence that it actually helps. 
Oh, really? I thought there so was. You're just taking it to take it. And and there's, you know, like in other cultures, there are like, you know, they believe that if you eat the placenta, it's for use of the baby. And there's a, there's a lot of different things that are believed with the placenta. But as far as we know, there's no actual health benefit to taking it. So if you want to have your placenta, you know, dehydrated and powderized and encapsulated and you want to take it, you do you, boo-boo. Okay, see, I remember taking stuff in a high school of child development and stuff that there was talks that the placenta actually did have some nutrition value to it, and it was actually kind of good. But, you know, like I said, science is an ever-changing thing. Now, I want to ask you, uh, did you have to deal with postpartum depression? I did, and actually, they you know how they say that... Um, that um you know sometimes the husband feels like sympathy pains yeah, yeah um you know i think at one point in the peak of our of our you know exhaustion and everything we just kind of like sat down and leveled with each other we're like are you happy <laughs> we're like no <laughs> like are you happy <laughs> and and we we worked on it together and and i think that's the most important thing because it's not this baby's choice it didn't ask to be born you know, you gotta, you have to find it within yourself to pull yourself out of it because you can't take medication for it. And they tell you, no, you know, go to your doctor, get medication. But if you're breastfeeding, like everything you take goes yeah, to the baby. Yeah. So, I mean, do you want to give your kid narcotics from the jump? No, definitely not. Right. That- so, so that's the thing. Like, you know, they, I think, I think personally, we didn't go to therapy. We were each other's therapy, which is great and beautiful and I love the whole thing um but there's therapy out there you know man I I've watched TED Talks often um and there was this one nurse and she was a she was a, a labor and delivery nurse and and she herself had a baby and it's a really sad story but she um she got really depressed and she couldn't she couldn't function she couldn't she felt like you know, she, her child and her husband would be better off without her because she felt like a terrible mother because she was so depressed and didn't talk about it with anybody. Um, and unfortunately, you know, she told her husband she was going out for something. She went and got a couple of snacks and, and she, she ended up ending her life. You know, she jumped off of a bridge. Oh and, and, I, and I think it's things like that. That's why I wanted to talk about it. Cause like, people don't talk about it enough it it is beautiful and it's great to have kids but there's this period where you're so over it from the jump that you just break down and and you don't have to do it alone you can you can go to therapy talk to your spouse talk to your people yeah i mean i wanted to ask how many do you know like what the percentage of mothers that deal with this is it something high or is it something that can happen because i do do feel like it's been talked about but it's not like mental health has been rising in the years but postpartum depression is not something that they talk about a lot they don't talk about it a lot and i don't know exact percentages or numbers for you but i can tell you you know it's something that that I think is overlooked. Like they also don't tell you in birth that your body is going to have an immediate withdrawal of like hormones right before the baby's born and that you're going to shake involuntarily 
like like you're freezing, like you're hypothermic, but you can't stop it. Like the doctors can't stop it. It's just a natural body reaction that your body is like about to have one of the most massive adrenaline rushes it's ever had. And and that's something that I wasn't ready for. And they don't talk about that either. I've, so, never, I've never even heard of that. That It's just a biological response. That's it? Yeah. Yeah, I was on the table shaking because I had a C-section. So um, I was shaking on the table. And the nurses, were, I was like, you know, am I supposed to be shaking? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's normal. Happens almost every, every birth. Wow. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, great. Wow. That, <laughs> so you, you're saying that. Look, I, I agree with therapy. It's uh, something that is can be good, and if someone needs to go look for it, it's awesome. But you talked about how you didn't do therapy, but you and your your husband actually talked and got through it together. And I, I find that that's fantastic because I feel like if you're not going to talk about it, how is someone supposed to know to help you with whatever's going on if you're not bringing bringing them up to speed on it so to speak yeah no absolutely it's super important to talk to your partner you have to be on the same level as them especially if you're gonna have kids with them because like you know everybody's like oh it won't change that much hell it won't (laughs) it's gonna change it's gonna rock your world but it's the best thing you'll ever do for yourself you just got to be on the same page with your person and if you're not on the same page then unfortunately it's usually the child that suffers but if you are on the same page, then it's beautiful, and you can get through it. You can you can parent well together. Yeah, and that's what you got to understand. It's not just you. I, I feel like, you know, yes, you're the mom. Yes, you're the one that gave birth. But, you know, your parents, you guys work together, you know, as a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and, and even when you get married, I mean, you're like, you're a team then, right? Yeah, but definitely. even then, like, you're not really a team until you brought somebody else into the world. <laughs> and now you're responsible for keeping this little minion alive. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing is, I, I feel like either one of the parents, they take on so much role, but it's just like, you know, in every relationship, yeah, you're, um, you know, I don't want to put too much in, but I'm sure you spend a lot of time with, with the little one, and, you know, I'm sure... Your man's around, and he's a, a good dad or whatever, but I, I'm talking with you. I, I don't know if you, you're more of a stay-at-home mom, or I don't know if you're working now. I am a stay-at-home mom, and, you know, I don't think that it takes anything away from it because while he stays with me all day, you know, um, my husband is a fantastic help when he comes home. And we just we started our own company recently, so some days he is working from home all day, and he can pop out and hang out with them for a little bit. What? But, you know, everybody's got their own roles in every relationship, regardless of who you are. It Maybe the mom works, and the husband stays home all day. It would be the same thing, because then when the kid sees the mom... To get excited for them. Yeah, know, like, yeah, definitely. I mean, I always joked uh, about it. when I have a kid that uh, the wife's going to be uh, the one that has to go to work and then I'm going to be staying uh, home and taking care of the little one. Mainly it's just because, you know, she she's going to be the breadwinner, so to speak. And that's okay. I, I'll be yeah. more than happy to admit that or whatever. You got to do what you got to do for your family. Oh, and, and Francisco will admit that he would love to be a kept man as well. <laughs> No, I want to know how did a secret. I want to know how did it? How did your 
your postpartum depression affect you directly? Like, what were your symptoms, and how did it start? When did you kind of know something was not right? Um, you know, that's that's something that you know I don't really think I knew for a long time because. I just thought that I was tired and I was exhausted and this is just what it's got to feel like. Right. And, and, you know, after a while, you know, my, my husband and I have this thing, we check in with each other, you know, we ask, we're like, are you happy? And, and we've, we promised that we'd always be honest with each other. So if we're not happy, it's something we can work on together, but that's just, you know, our little lover thing. But, but still, you know, he asked me one day, he's like, are you happy? And I was like, well, do you mean now in this moment? Or do you mean in general? I mean, what are we talking here? And I had never asked them, like, responded like that. So I was like, no, I'm I'm a mess, man. I feel like I'm, I'm not myself. And it's not, life isn't what I thought it would be. And, and um, I'm just really sad. I just want to cry all the time. I feel depleted. I feel tired. And, and, you know, we level with each other and, um, it was a really good talk. I mean, you know, I, it, it's one of those things that you have to be able to talk to your person and be real with them because you've chosen to spend your life with them and you've chosen to bring a person into this world and, um, having their support system is, is really powerful and it can, it can move mountains just as much as a child can move mountains when they wake up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna be so, real. I'm gonna be real with you too. Is that you're talking that? Um, over the past, it's almost been about a year. I've been che- uh, checking myself just to get mentally in a better place to feel how how I dealt with things in the past, and I wanted to get better because this figuring out certain things, and I it has been better for me. I haven't been able, I haven't talked to any therapist or whatever, but I have, you know, I have my wife, I have good friends that, you know, are there that, you know, are my checks and balances. And I feel, I feel that I'm still coming a long way, but I feel like I'm still not there and I'm still trying to figure out certain things of why, you know, and I don't know if you're still dealing with that yourself, but I, you know. It's like when you get older, you know, we're about the same age, although you're prettier. You know, we don't have to. <laughs> we, we, you're pretty too. <laughs> ah, whatever. I, I, would, I, I, I will take ruggedly handsome or, um, you know, badass looking dude. Not, you know, pretty. That's, that, that's, I, I'm not pretty, all right? I, I have a face you. for radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, and is it more. Is it more mental or is it more physical with postpartum depression? Uh, you know, it's both. It's both. Like, if you have a regular workout system and you're not doing it because now you've given birth and you have, like, you don't have two hours. You don't have two, two hours to do anything. There's two hours of baby's awake and there's two, and then it has to be fed and then it goes back to sleep for maybe an hour. <laughs> and, and, like, you don't have time to be you. You don't, your body hurts, your, your head hurts, your soul hurts, everything hurts. And, and especially if you're the woman, oh Lord, especially if you have a C-section like myself, I, good Lord, I couldn't even help the women who have had an actual natural, like vaginal birth that I couldn't even imagine doing that. That sounds terrible. But you know, <laughs> the C-section is also terrible because you have six weeks where like you're completely cut open. You go down seven layers to get the baby out. So damn. yeah, it's a major surgery. 
and, yeah. and they do it quick. It's in like 15 minutes and they're done. Baby's out. You're good. You're sewn up. You're going to recovery. It's crazy. Wow. Now, how how is it that you were able, you said you talked with, with your partner to get through it. When how long did you, did you uh when you admitted trying to get the words out that you knew that something was not right? How long did it take you to kind of get on the path to, you know, getting getting above it, so to speak? Well, let's see. How long? How old is my child? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you know, honestly, it took us a couple months. We had to really work with it. We had to stick with each other and. We had to push each other and, you know, we checked in every day and, you know, how do you feel today and what can I do for you? What do you need? And, you know, it was a lot of back and forth and help and, and, um, you, you just got to stay connected. That's the biggest thing. Communication will get you through anything. The truth will set you free on everything. You don't have to lie on anything. Nothing. Not even a little thing. Yeah. Uh, there, there's just a lot that goes into this and why do you think that? I, I know, like you said, we're not me uh, medical or any kind of, you know, mental health people, but why do you think some moms kind of go to the extreme and they just can't connect with their kids or anything? What, what do you think causes that? I'm asking you because I, I don't know, and I will never know because, you know, I can't give birth, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't really know either. To be honest with you, it, I, I connected with my child. I don't know what it feels like to not connect with my child. So, you know, it's hard for me to, to understand if, you know, why somebody doesn't feel the resonance when they have a baby. Um, I, mine wasn't right away, I'll tell you that, because the, the reality of a, of a C-section is, um, so you're laying open on the table, right? They're doing their thing. They pull the baby out. They put it next to you. You, like, touch your cheek with the baby. The baby does recognize you because it heard your voice for nine months. Like, yeah. it, it knows who you are. And um, you're probably like, yo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, it was wild. At, every baby cries at birth, right? So when, um, when my son started crying when he was born, my husband went over to him right away. And, and he was like, hey, buddy, it's me. You know, you're okay. It's daddy. And he stopped crying. And, and, and it's things like that that, like, let you know, like, you're, you're connected with your child. It's things that you can do. You can talk to your child when it's, when you're pregnant with them. Um, you can, you can, you know, um, the more you, like, interact with your child and rub your belly, it can feel your hands. Um, so connect with your child before it's born is the best thing I could say. Because, because it's not just living in you. It's a part of you. Yeah, well, it, yeah, so, it, it is. That 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 story. I'm I'm trying to fight back the tears. You know, no no emotion. I'm being a man over here. No, it was super cool though. <laughs> like honestly, like that's that. It's the moments like that that you know you're like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to do this. You know, <laughs> it makes it all worth it because like at the end of the day, like. There, there's little things your kid's going to do to let you know that they love you or that, that you know, you're doing a good job with them, you know? Um, and they're very helpless in the beginning, but, but, um, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't take care of my son the first night. I was so doped up from, 
I mean, hell, I got an epidural and, and that numbs you from the stomach down and couldn't feel nothing. So, I mean, yeah, I but, you, move. but I, couldn't I get know up. you probably told them that you wanted another hit. Yeah, well, I mean, they just cut seven layers down. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> Give me six more. Like, how, how soon before we can do it again? <laughs> wow. You know, but, but the second night when, when he did get to sleep, um, that was great. I got to, that's when I connected with my child. I, I took care of him all night. I got up. I was in pain. I didn't care. The baby needed it. And and I did what I had to do. I took care of him. I made sure he was comfortable. I made sure he was close to me. You have to do skin to skin. It's a must. Um, and you feel it when you put the baby in your skin. This child is a part. It was a part of you. You created it. You know, you kind of brought a different perspective to me about giving birth that not only does it does do a number on your body but it's just like you spent nine months taking care of it and then everything just kind of comes and you kind of just get hit with the physical pain the, the mental anguish and emotional and it's just all hits you at once and i i can kind of see how that can create some kind of just you know a, a depression going on because everything just kind of hits you and now you have to deal with it all, you know, and then also have to make sure that the child you just gave birth to is healthy and alive and doing well, while you're also trying to just wrap your mind around things like, yo, like, there's just a big thing that just happened in my life. Right, and and you don't know it until it happens, and, and that's the thing, like, when, when you go through it, you know, you have to just come to terms. strong and the thing is is yes you are humans have been doing this for for thousands of years and and you know i mean hell you know some people had large families of 15 kids or more you know and and, i mean can you imagine how the depression was then i mean shit you know sorry but (laughs) i couldn't even imagine well they're so depressed they had another kid you know yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, maybe if the bloodline's good, we're good, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's funny that you bring that up. It There isn't being back, back in, like, even like a hundred years ago. You know, it's not how it is now. You had big families because maybe half the kids wouldn't uh, live past adolescence, you know? But That's true, it's true. It, it, Man, that's a lot for it to die, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it. And now, since you figured out what, you know, your problem, how are you feeling now? How, how is the aftermath of getting over your postpartum depression? I feel great. And honestly, I feel better in some things than I did before I ever had a child. Um, you know, they, people, a lot of people don't know their self-worth and they don't know who they are. And they, uh, they wander around hoping to have meaning and, and um, you know, my child gave me a lot of meaning. I I was just this facade of a character before I had him, and even when I decided to stop dancing and and make a transition in my life and you know do something else, it was big. It was really big for me. And and I mean, the scene I had cre- created alone, um, you know, but it was something I knew I needed to do. And I think having my child reassured that. So once I got over all of my my own personal issues it's i feel rewarded i feel very blessed to have 
my child, and he's a little nuts sometimes, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but in the best way. And, and then you, you, you didn't mention that you also have the pets, too, so you have other children. Oh, Lord, <laughs> I have a whole farm over here. I have two fish, I have a cat, I have, um, I have two dogs. Hell, my mom's here all the time. It's a full house. <laughs> yeah, so you, you, you have here. to mention the fur babies as well, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and we got our dogs. We got one dog when I was six months pregnant, and we got the other dog when I was nine months pregnant. So my poor husband had to take care of, of two puppies that were potty training with a newborn <laughs> and me after having a C-section. It, it was just, it had to have been terrible for him. I missed the whole puppy stage, and I could not be more excited about that. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's funny, you know, we, were talk, we used to started talking about just postpartum depression itself, but as you, as just as you've been doing, I've also made the transition of, you know, kind of going on a new phase of my life, and I struggle with it sometimes because I do miss certain aspects of what I used to do, but, you know, totally. as more and more as I kind of get away from it, it's just kind of like, well, you know what, like, I'm doing my life, and I'm enjoying where I'm at. Yes, I would like right. to kind of do certain things, but it's just, you know, it's funny how you used to have know so many people and do so many things, but then once you kind of get away from that, you know, it's not the same anymore. No, it's not, and, and you're different, and it's different, and everything's different, and, you know, it, I think it's one of those things that is, incredibly scary but also needed like I don't think you know I think I, I think I can comfortably say that if anybody offered us to go back we would think about it for a minute and it'd be like no <laughs> just because it's like man it's a lie I feel like you know it, it's I do miss it sometimes but also I think I miss the people more than anything um yeah, I miss I miss seeing a lot of people out. Like, you know, it was always great walking in and, you know, like looking down and then seeing you standing there, you know? It yeah. was always a good feeling. But, yeah. you know, I miss the people more than anything. And, and that's that's what I um something that I've been kind of dealing with sometimes is like there's people I was close to for years, but now it's like I don't know what it is or whatever. Maybe it's just, you know, time moves on, people grow apart, which I understand, and, you know, maybe we're just only going to be friends in theory now, you know, but... Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, honestly, that happens more when you have a kid, because your friends are like, oh, we're still going to hang out, and, like, really, you're not. (laughs) Like, you have a child, and now your friend doesn't, and, and they don't know what to do or how to act. And it's not their child, and 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 it changes. Your, your life changes. But I think when you make that conscious effort to, you know, make the decision to have children and to do that part of your life, um, you know, you have to sacrifice certain things for them, and they're worth it. They're absolutely worth it because if somebody doesn't want to hang out with you because now you have a kid or you guys are just attached, that's their loss. Yeah, because there's no human that will love you like your child. Yeah, and and I'm and I I know that you're you're great people, both you and uh, your uh, other half. You're just great people, and that is something I'm still struggling with right now. Is this, I just gotta accept that you know life has moved on. I I don't regret any yeah. of my decisions I've made in the past seven years of being with my wife. She's been nothing but amazing, and we've gotten closer. 
as we go on. And I love every, I love my life as it is. And I'm just grateful. And I'm very happy for you as well because you've just been an amazing person and we've kind of done a journey together and, you know, now we're doing, doing our lives, you know? Yeah, yeah, thank you. And, you know, I'm glad that we kept in touch too because, I mean, we had some great times. And 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 there, I think that my, my entire, you know, club experience would not have been the same without you. There's so many just random things that we did that were a lot of fun. Yeah, and... Before we wrap this up, I know you're still working on projects or whatever. You got anything uh, in the works? Um, I mean, I do have. I'm still working on my my two books right now, um, and I'm really focused on getting that out. I I don't think that we've chatted in a while about it. So something fun that I'm doing is, I mean, I, I stopped dancing in 2019, so I'm technically irrelevant, and <laughs> at least in the Tampa scene. So I saw this show on Netflix called a hundred humans and it's basic. If you haven't seen it, please stop and write it down and watch it. You can watch the whole thing in a day. It's amazing, but it's just basically where they take a lot of people and a hundred people and they put them in the same situation. But these people are from all different walks of life. They're, they're different races, different ages, different genders, um, different religious backgrounds. And they just put people in the same situation and watch human reaction and, and it's really cool because, you know, it's like, for example, if they put an old man and a dog in a room in separate corners and then they had you walk in, how do you react? Just totally random stuff. And, and it's really cool. So I thought to make my book relevant because nobody's ever written a handbook for go-go dancers before. And good Lord, is it overdue? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I thought, why not ask dancers? the same questions in the same manner and we can solve problems together that need to be addressed that aren't talked about like postpartum depression and and we can as a community do something that is powerful and give them recognition so that's that's what I'm doing I'm 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 interviewing dancers I just interviewed my 80th dancer Damn. of the 100 goal Damn. Uh, from all over the world, all over, you know, I've, I've interviewed dancers that are in, um, Ibiza in England, in Scotland, in Australia, um, in Switzerland, it's gotten everywhere and mainly in the U S but you know, it's been very insightful. They've given me a lot to think about and they asked for nothing in return. And they just wanted to be a part of it. So, I, you know, I'm going to give them recognition and put their stage name in the book. And then send yeah, them a yeah copy. of course, of course. But, but, you know, the thing is that they all collectively wanted to be there. They all wanted to give their input. They all want to see a difference in the scene. Well. Where we've never been heard before. So that's my current project. Once I finish that up, um, I'm actually, I've had the honor and privilege of um, meeting a uh, award-winning author. Um, and she is actually helping me through, um, through you know, getting all of my uh, my book looked over first. She she has written five books. Um, so you got a mentor, so to speak. I do. So, I someone do. That's gonna and help it's you. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I can drop off like my notes to her, and you know, she gives me notes on them. Um, so I'm set to have a, a meeting with her here pretty soon. Um, and I'm really excited about that, you know. Um, her name is Helen 
Sazo, yeah, I don't know how to say it, so I'm gonna spell it because it's German. It's uh, her last name is S Z A B L Y A. Helen S Z A B L Y A. And and you know she she wrote about you know leaving Europe in the height of all the craziness that happened in the 20th century, and um, you know for making it for. I might have to talk to my German people to see if she's like a big deal or whatever. I have some. She people. is. She's a very big deal. I'll I'll have to mention that to next time I talk to him. But uh, I we you need to get back to me on the project. I'm gonna I'm wanting to try something else. I'm, I am doing my podcast. I'm a little bit ahead of everything with, and so I'm gonna do this. Uh. I, don't have a lot of photography stuff going on, but I, I there's some things I want to do because I feel like my creativity is good. But I want to do some other projects. I want to, tr- I want to push myself to be better. So we, ne- I need to actually, actually help you instead of just helping you when I remember it or whatever. So that's on me. I'm gonna get better at it. We're gonna make this happen. It's gonna be the next big thing. All right. Yeah, and you know, it takes one day at a time. And if I could tell anything to my postpartum mamas who are having depression or think they might be depressed, everything is going to be okay. You're doing a great job, and your kid is going to be amazing. Don't feel like you're messing up. You're doing everything you're supposed to to the best of your ability. And keep going. Life goes on. Well, uh, thank you for that. Get, uh, give your socials, and then we're going to be be out. All right, man. Well, you know, here's the thing. I'm actually quitting social media. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm I'm I I'm over it. You know, the real world is out there. I'm going to go go get that. I'm going to go live a real life and not worry about what people are posting and not share what anybody needs to know about my life. I like that. I like that. So no no social shout-outs because you're just like go you're going off the grid. All right. Well, thank you for your time, all right? All right, man. Thank you so much. We'll talk next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to follow me on social media, I'm on all platforms. You can either look me up by my name, Leslie Madewell, or my photography company, Madewell Art Photography. I know I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, now known as X. If you want to buy my book it is on amazon just go to amazon check out the book section type in my name leslie madewell and my book pathway of the vengeance will pop up and i will be leaving a link in the show notes in every episode and if you want to leave me a review or comment on any of the platforms that you listen to podcasts please do that i will appreciate it and i hope i see you on the next episode